You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Oh, there's the thumbs up from Eddie. Al, how you been? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I got a postcard in the mail. Wow, we even got long time. Yeah, so in fact, it even begins, Al and Jerry. Oh, hi there. Not sure if the summer postcards are still a segment on the podcast. And if not, maybe this one could start its relaunch. A little jump start. But wanted to send one to y'all as I'm visiting this beautiful, smallish town in Asheville, hoping to relocate here by the end of the year. Is that South Carolina or Texas? It is uh, one of the Carolinas. Okay. Let's see. This is Asheville, North Carolina, North Jerry. Carolina. Yeah. He says uh, to the end of the year, if things fall into place professionally and financially, New York City will always be a part of me. 46 years here, but time for a change. I love it. See ya, Sal. Sal, I love it. I might I, move to Asheville. This looks very nice based on this postcard, it's Jerry. beautiful. Right? Yeah. We had uh, Small we had town a caller, America. We had a caller today from uh, Thailand. We did. And I, I was talking to him, and I know G was talking to you on the talk back when I asked him, you know, why Thailand? Yeah. And he said, I went on vacation, and I could not believe how beautiful it was. I really had no ties home. I decided to move here. And he's been there for 12 years. Yeah. Uh, the conversation we were having is that we're suspicious of anybody who goes to Thailand yeah, sure. or lives in Thailand. But I, but I guess my point is, even like him, I think it's great when you don't become idle or mm-hmm. complacent. And you do something like that. Yeah. I think it's because I want to. I can't, and I'm not going to leave the job, but there's a big part of me that wants to do something else somewhere. Yeah, we always talked about uh, there was a uh, saleswoman here. Named, her name was Annie, or is still Annie. She's still alive. Yes. She up and left and moved to Australia. Yeah. She was there a couple years, and now she's back uh, but living in here Florida, in America. Though, now. But, all right, she moved back and moved to Florida. So, like, even what she did, her move and her path, Got her to Florida. Right. The boldest move I made, I was still in my early 20s when I went to Florida. Right. Right? How old? I was 24. Which is a pretty cool move. Yeah, that was a cool move back then. And it's funny how that, for me, came up today with CeeLo on Off the Air. And I forget how it came up, but we were talking about things that have happened at the station and how I was literally within three hours away from calling and accepting a job in Miami. 
Right. When Eric Spitz called me and said, we're taking you off the overnight and moving up, are you good with that? And I was like, you're kidding me. After all these months of begging for something, anything, and then nothing being available, I finally made a move and made a phone call, and things were going great, and I was about to be living in Miami. And then I was like, wow, I guess I'm here. Yes. Okay. See, things, things and I was happen. excited, And I was excited to stay because I, I actually liked the schedule and yeah. the evenings and the, the, the day shifts that they gave me, and it was great. But I was close to making that move, too, with, at the time, Matthew was two maybe even a little younger than two. So we would have been taking, an in, not an infant, but a small child. Right, which is easier to do than when the child has actual friends. But also taking him to South Florida where we had no family and no help. That's got to be tough. You know, as a, somebody who regrets every move I make in <laughs> life for the most part, Yeah. if I had a wife and a you kid. You regret coming back to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a wife and a kid yeah. and I had an option to take a new job, with already having a job here. So it's not like I was yeah. in a desperate situation. So I have a job here. I have a wife and kid. Yeah. A kid who's in school has friends. And it's a good opportunity. I'm living that right now, Al. But I got to roll the dice and move a kid sure. across the country somewhere. That that's, that I, I wouldn't be able to make that movie either. So that, so, and this is, again, be clear before I say it. I'm not getting the job anyway. But the Phoenix Suns job, play-by-play job, is open. I won't even apply for it because of what you just said. What if they actually call yeah. me and say, we love you, we'd Jerry. like you to come interview? Yeah. Okay, I'm not, but I'm not uprooting the family and going to Phoenix as much as I want to. Yeah. Can't do it. That's why if you want to do those things, you got to do them. Stay single or do them young. Yeah, you got to do them when you're young. Yeah. Because once you have a family of your own. Uh, once you're in an area, your parents get older, your kids get older. Like it's hard to just well, let up me and ask leave. You this, though. Yeah. At what point is the money good enough to where it sets you up for the future and for your kids? It's not just for you because I, I make enough money here. I'm I'm fine. But there's got to be a point where you say, guys, I mean, this is life changing type of of an opportunity. Like Kevin Burkhart, for instance, I know left his family here. And his wife's, I think, I think his wife's mom passed away, but her dad still lives around here, I think. But they picked up and left and went to L.A. He was doing quite well at SNY, quite well. But Fox is a, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, so at what point is the job so good that you can't say, like, can't say no to it? I guess it's different for everybody. That yeah, number. it's the money and the prestige, all right? So for Kevin Burkhardt, the Fox deal is a major... Major. Doing Super Bowls now. All right, so let me ask you this. And I'm serious. If I was offered a job with Fox in Los Angeles for eight times what I'm getting paid now, and I admit I I, I like when everything's great right now, am I picking up my kids and my wife and moving to Los Angeles? Yeah, that is that would be a and very I don't know the answer tough to situation. That. Yeah. My guess is yes. But I can't say that with absolute certainty. She might be miserable. As much as she loves the beach, and I don't know if she would go. Yeah, you know, like uh, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, mm-hmm. and he does not often talk about his wife and kids. Right. Very rarely does it come up. But he talks about, you know, he lives in Austin now, and yep. he moved from California. But his kids were, they're 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 like uh, just, my, my my kids. Ages. I think they're under. They're I think they're younger than your okay. kids. But he said, oh, that they had come out to uh, Austin and the kids loved it and wanted to move there. 
but that still feels weird like because they they clearly had friends friends in the los angeles california area i just that's such a tough move because it's already nerve-wracking to be taking a new job right and then and rolling the dice on taking a new job no, that's one thing if you did that here you you found a different job mm-hmm. that's that's stressful moving relocating is stressful now you got two things you got moving and relocating and now you're adding the kids and your wife mm-hmm. their feelings not being miserable to, yeah now the kids i do believe a couple of days in school or on a baseball team because listen anytime even at six years old 12 years old you go play on a new team, which happens often. Doesn't seem as daunting as going to walking into a new school, right? Where everybody knows each other. When you join a team, most of the time there are always new players. Within one practice, and I see it all the time, kids are talking, exchanging numbers, and I'm not going to call them friends. They're not friends that quickly, but all of a sudden it's very familiar. And then a couple of practices in, now they kind of are friends, and they are hanging out, and they are talking. So I don't think it takes the kids that long as long as you have active kids. And I, as long as they're willing to go along with it in the first place. Yes. Like I think I would think it would be easier to move at the end of spring where you're not going to just move in. You probably don't even finish the school year out, but get them on a team somewhere. And then you figure out school based on the fringe. And it's just it's a much easier transition, I would yeah. think. You know, Matthew's at an age now. He's done with high school. So at this point, we could do anything with him. He doesn't care. He could even stay if he wanted, I suppose, at 18 years old, soon to be 19. But the little one is the one, he's, and he's he's 13. But that's the one you still worry about because yes. he's got to go meet an entirely new group of people. And I think it's more the – it's like it's like going on vacation. The anticipation of the vacation is better than the vacation sometimes, and the anticipation of Christmas is better than Christmas morning sometimes. Because it's here and gone. It's like, wow. Right. All that stress and planning for four hours or whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with moving. You get used to stuff. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very nerve-wracking for me. Oh, yeah. It's the, the build-up. The other thing it does is, like, let's say you did that. You you pick up the family and you move. And they're reluctant. But they go, they do it. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could complain and ever go, I don't know what This job is not what I thought it was. You could never say that. Um, unless you're going to tell them we're heading back and we'll they'll yeah. be happy about it. We're going back. That to me is like, so I went out with friends. So, so a few years ago, me and a few of my friends, we went out and played golf. We had like a, I want to say maybe a 9 a.m. tea time, but we were out the night before, and then we got up in the morning and went and played golf. And then we were going out with the wives that night. So we were out to like 2 a.m. We did, did top golf the night before. We were out to like 2 a.m., then we played golf at like 10, got home at like 3, took showers, and then we met at the restaurant, I remember, at like 5.30, and a couple of them were like falling asleep at the table. And I remember the wives were pissed, and I'm thinking, guys, you can't do this. You can't go out, then go play golf, and then be dead. Like, you have, you're not allowed to complain now. It's very similar. Very similar, yeah. Like You better be up for it. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, did you see uh, any stories, Jerry? This is a new UFO story came no. out uh, yesterday. It was not on the front page of the Post. It was not. Or which the is, New York uh, Times. Which is interesting because I did watch the video of this one, and I watched some of the explanations. This was from the vi- the video just came out of, of of the. It was over a marine base of in California yeah. in 2021, 
and it was so it's two, it was two years ago. It was like April of 2021. Uh, so they have these lights and all these things, and the Marine dudes are out there commenting on it, like wondering what it is, all this stuff. But if you Google UFO and hit news, it's like the first okay. thing that comes up. Well, I hope so. Well, it looks pretty cool. But again, yeah, like I need more. Like what the? Oh, no real news is covering it. No, because no one believes it. I don't know. This looks very believable. It looks very much like uh, which was a very famous UFO sighting in 1997. The Phoenix Lights, they call it a mass UFO sighting. Mass UFO sighting. A mass UFO sighting is anything over 50 people reporting it. So they had all these things, and it's military people also reporting it, which uh, they they have more credibility to uh, to the to the American people. Yeah. If Marines see it and say it, it means something more than just some schmuck out in Wisconsin or something. I think it's Russia. You think it's Russia? It's the Russians. If these friggin' Russians are over here with UFOs spying on us, who's my guy? He's the MythBuster. He and he gives scientific proof. Like he knocks down a lot of these. Oh, is that things. right? Yeah. Well, I, this one just this video just came out yesterday, so I don't know if he's uh, myth busted it already. I forget the guy's name. Oh man! I still need to see actual aliens. Like I need a video of aliens. Let's go. I hear you, and yet you haven't, have you? No. So if you just Google, that's the cool thing about when these new UFO stories come out. You just Google UFO and then hit news. It's like, and all the articles come up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to check because this guy was a guest on a radio show. Oh, the radio show you listen to sometimes? Sometimes. On the overnight on WABC? Yeah, and this guy, they would they went over a whole bunch of different things that are out there. Yeah. And he explained, and he, I mean, takes you through with science and evidence. Oh, is that and right? And explains, like, there have been certain, um, like, the, remember the one over the water? Remember that one over the water? And the, and the pilots were like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, they, yeah. He explained that. Oh, yeah? What did he say? I don't remember, mm-hmm. but he explained it uh, very easily. I'm going to try and find this guy's name because I want to see. Uh, he's got a podcast, too. and Or he's on a lot of podcasts, and they address these things often. I'd rather have a guy convince me that it is a UFO. I don't want a guy talking well, me out of UFOs. it's still a UFO because you don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, but I, I, I want a guy to convince me it's aliens. I don't want a guy convincing me it's not aliens. I want the but aliens. why do you want the aliens? I don't know. And what if they want to come here to destroy us? Well, then I don't want the aliens. I only want the aliens. That's not the way it works. Yeah, we're getting so close now with the with all of these UFO stories. We are getting close. I think it's always been out there. But I'm saying, like now, I feel like we're now we're getting somewhere, Jerry. I think it's the internet. And as our phones get better, because right now it still sucks to take a picture in this, of like a lights in the sky in the dark. It still looks terrible. It's yeah. like everybody's taking all these pictures of the moon. You know, people are like, oh, look at the moon. Like the moon pictures always suck. That one last week were pretty good, though. The ones that were orange. Yeah, they were pretty good. Come on. But no. they also said one of the new phones is is using AI when they it knows you're taking a picture of the moon. It's using images of the moon with your live photo. Really? Yeah. One of the Samsung phones is doing this. Hmm. Scammers. I have a Samsung phone. Mine ain't doing that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You have any interest in an Anna Nicole Smith documentary? Not really. Yeah, I, I did watch it on Netflix. I was thinking it was going to be, for whatever reason, I like would put her in the same category as Pam Anderson. Okay. Although they're re- once you see the Anna Nicole Smith story, you know that they're completely different. Like I actually think... Pam Anderson is a smart woman who okay. uh, has a um, a good heart and a head on her shoulders mm-hmm. and was just known for being sexy. Yeah. Even though, but I but I think she's a normal person. Okay. This Anna Nicole Smith was out of control from like her crazy childhood, which the childhood not her fault. She had crazy parents. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was pretty wild because they had a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, home video type footage. Right. I think it's worth checking out if you're the type of person. Doesn't seem like something you would like. Yeah, I'm good. But for those listening, if it's uh, if you're like kind of uh, behind-the-scenes celebrity type footage, it was interesting and sad at the same time. Sure. She died at the age of 39. Her son died from a drug overdose, and she does have a daughter whom I did Google afterwards. The daughter is only 17. Okay. But seems to be living a very normal life in a small town, All which right. was also good to see. Well, good for her. She doesn't seem to be caught up in celebrity or that sort of and thing. And you do feel bad for the kids in those cases. Yeah. Especially her son that ended up dying from a drug overdose. Those He had a, yeah. a wild life because she was having a wild life, and he was just a kid. I couldn't imagine. I, I couldn't. Yeah. It's just, and, and I just dealt with something like this with friend, with, with my son's friends. So yeah. It's just, it is just horrifying. Yeah. You know, so I feel but like that was I, even well. That was an accident. That wasn't even sure, like you know sure. the mother's correct know, crazy life doing in the their own child. That's always weird. It's all of it's bad when a when a parent's life is so out of control yeah. that it affects the kid's life. Yeah, agreed. That is very true. No, I'm not. That doesn't really interest me all that much. Yeah, I could mm. see that. I, got I also hooked, feel though. like I've seen documentaries on E about yeah. her life. I'm kind of good. Yeah. You feel like you're covered and you probably don't need to know anymore. You know what I'd like to see? A documentary on for real? Yeah. I would love to see a real, and maybe they've been out there and I've never seen it, but now in this day and age of we need content, content, and yeah. some of the programs are really very good and detailed, I would love to see a real documentary on two people, Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe. I think I would be really interested in those two because Marilyn Monroe is fascinating to me and Sinatra with the supposed ties to the mafia, right. his career. I would love to see something. Now they're years removed from walking yeah. on this earth. I would love to see something. Yeah, the problem is is that not only are they years removed, you're right. All the people that have most their, of them that have the true stories about yeah. them are also removed. That's true. That's true. You can find older people that are still around, but then yeah. again, the memories probably aren't as great. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But those are yeah, definitely fascinating people that we Especially, I think Marilyn Monroe is somebody we... I feel like we know more about Frank Sinatra because he was a singer and from New Jersey and... Well, also lived into the 1990s. Yeah. Oh, he did. Sinatra? Yeah, yeah. I think Sinatra died in 90... I was. I would say 96, maybe? Did Marilyn Monroe die young? She must have. Yes. Let me Google her, When Jerry. did Frank Sinatra die? Oh, lo- later. I said, I said mid-1990s. Yeah. 1998. Sinatra. So how about this? Marilyn Monroe died in 1962. Yeah. She was there's, and 40. There's, and there's thoughts that the government had 
something to do with that. With Marilyn Monroe? Well, because, because supposedly... Because Kennedy s- yes, situation? exactly. Don't Man. know if that's true or not, but that's out there. What's interesting, too, is that I brought up this uh, Anna Nicole Smith thing. She was fascinated with... Marilyn Monroe, Monroe yeah. and like was That's what made trying me think to do that look. That picture with the white dress that yeah. she wore. She was trying to be a Marilyn Monroe type of look. And she also at the end got very heavy, correct? She got very heavy. And then her career got rejuvenated when she went with this this drug loss company and over oh, yeah. the um it was one of these over the counter like weight loss weight loss pills, but she like went was eating nothing, drinking nothing, and just eating all these pills. And she lost a ton of weight mm. and then came out as their spokesperson. And so then people were interested again because here she was. She was out of control. And now look. But then she went right back into drugs and shame out of control. Yep. I always love any type of situation, Jerry, where a, a corporate company tries to tries to do something um, in sort of the social... I mean, what is social? What do you call like awareness? A, yeah, like social awareness stuff, and it backfires on them. I this always isn't about this. the Dodgers again, is it? It isn't about the Dodgers, but it's in the same okay. situation. It uh, has to do with the LGBTQIA plus situation. So you know, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, Bud Light had put on their can a, yeah, uh, been, and then Miller Light. You told me about that story, right? And then Mil- well, well, Bud Light did it for LGBTQ. They put uh, Dylan Mulvaney, I think, was the person's name a trans activist on their can and the, the Bud Light, some of the Bud Light drinkers got upset about that and were boycotting Bud Light. Then Miller Light put out a commercial about uh, how they apologizing for uh, degrading women in the 1980s when oh, they had right. that's what when they had bikini models and all of their TV yeah. commercials and their print ads. Uh, well, now Target is a similar situation that the Dodgers were in. They tried to do one thing for the LGBTQ community it backfired on them, and then they apologized, and now they're getting backfire back from backfire and apologizing. What did Target do? So this Here's is a situation. They do. Sell products. Yes, that is what Target should do. So Target is removing now certain items from its stores and making other changes to its LGBTQ merchandise ahead of Pride Month after backlash from customers. So... They put up a big display in their Target stores. Some of the customers were very angry about this and were getting into fights with Target employees about it. Um, So Target said, okay, listen, our bad. We're going to remove some of these items. So then, because... So let me get straight. They put out the products. People are angry. They remove the products. People then from the LGBTQ groups are angry that you are now doing what the... Other group says. So among the items that they've removed that uh, people were angry about were uh, swimsuits uh, that were, quote, tuck-friendly. Women's swimsuits that allow trans women who have not had gender-affirming operations to conceal their private parts. And uh, people were upset that these were in the stores where the children, Jerry, can see them. So now Target's like in the middle of this chaos now because they removed those. And then the LGBTQ uh, uh, community said, why are you now removing these? Why are you bowing to what they said? It's a ba- Target's got themselves in a battle, and people are upset about Target now. I'm with you, Jerry. I would just be like, I'm just not, I'm not putting anything out about anything. I'm just having my Target clothes f- 
for everybody and anybody. I'm not pointing out. I'm not even going to say this if I'm Target. Here's the men's department. <laughs> I'm just putting the men's clothes out. I'm putting women's clothes out. I'm putting children's clothes out. I'm not saying they're for any particular religion, sexual identification, uh, anything. I was just be like, here's the clothes. This is what I would call it, Jerry, clothing. <laughs> you know how they go toys? Yes. Electronics. Yes. Clothes. Clothes. Because yeah. you're going to piss somebody off. You ever do food shopping at Target? Yeah. Yes, yeah. They actually have some good items. They do have some good items. They have produce. Yeah. Um, they have you know, all your yo. They have everything, to be quite honest. They really do. They have like a full snack aisle. They have a full coffee aisle. Yeah. No, I, I like a, a huge cereal aisle. Yeah. A huge aisle of just yeah. like granola bars. Yeah. No, it's Target's a... The problem with food shopping at Target, as I have found in the past... You either got to go at 8 o'clock in the morning or you go at 10 o'clock at night before they're going to close. Yeah. Because people are in there shopping for everything. Those yeah. lines can be. Yeah. And if you're sitting there with food, you look stupid. Like I have found, like, I'm in there shopping for food. Meet them. I got a mom behind me shopping for school clothes. The person in front of me is shopping for TVs. And there I am sitting there with the ground turkey. Right. <laughs> it's stupid. It does feel weird. It, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't and seem right. the target by me, which I can't stand. Target used to be one of the best places to where they would have a million cashiers. You never had to wait long. Yeah. And this one put in six self-checkout things. And now they have like one or two people working the cashiers. There's always a line. So I don't yeah. go any. I actually don't go anymore. Yeah. I Here's where I go these days. I go to Kohl's and I go to Dearborn. That's it. I don't go anywhere else. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, I go to the stop and shop for mine and I use that scanner yeah, in yeah. the beginning then so then when i go to check out it's just a quick mm -hmm. checkout but like i see people going to the self-checkout it's always a problem it's a mess always and there's only one person there to help you right and everyone is going off ding ding wait for assistance wait for assistance yeah i went to uh i got a car cbs a couple weeks ago before mother's day and i got a couple of things with joseph for kim and you know i go up i never usually use the self-checkout because i feel like i'm putting people out of work yeah we go up there there's no cashier like, all right, guess we're going to self-checkout. So I go, first card I click, red light goes on. <laughs> I'm like, all I did was hit the, the scan on the card. And I'm sitting there like, uh-huh, this is awesome. And the woman I was in the bathroom, I don't know where she was. She came out and she did, 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 did. All right, you're good now. Okay, thank you. Next card, red light on. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. She goes, yeah, we have problems with this one. I'm like, well, then get rid of it. Yeah, go on. Or how about this? Hire someone. Yeah, it's really weird. It's terrible. It really, is, it's terrible. Right, they have, especially in those, like, what we would call the drugstores like CVS or Walgreens. They have like one person doing everything. It's like, let's say yeah. you, let's say you, you need someone in the photo department. Oh, that's also the cashier They're up front. Also packing out the yeah. gallons of milk. Yeah. And they'll look over like, Oh, you need to check out. Cause I'm, pa I'm, I'm putting gallons of milk in the fridge. Uh, Jenny, could you put the condoms down and please help out the woman with the photos? And then when you're done with that, come check out this person with her laxatives. It's yeah. crazy. Yes. I know. I know. They don't hire enough people. Or they can't get enough people, right? I actually feel like... What do you think like, it is? I feel like Walgreens, specifically, uh, as this is pre-pandemic, before there really was a worker shortage, which has been since the pandemic, yeah, let's be honest. for sure. It was always in Walgreens. You would, If there was no one at the counter when you walked in, they were packing something out. And then if you went up to the counter and there was no one there, you had to sit there and wait until they they saw you on the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And they'd put their, their stuff down. They'd come running over. They'd do it. They'd start walking back. Oh, here comes someone else. They got to... Walgreens has always been like that, where they don't have a dedicated counter person. Yeah. 
which I you're right. They were, yeah, they were always uh, stocking shelves. Always. Huh. All right, Jerry. That's I think it. we've solved some problems here today. I don't know which ones, but I don't think any actually. Uh, let's do the warm up show. I did that with CeeLo. We'll be back yeah. here tomorrow, Thursday. We're going to do the same thing. CeeLo and I will have the warm up show. Jerry will host with Geo, and then Jerry and I will do the post game podcast. Until then, soon.